Uh, hello, this is Calvin Wayne Pennyville Jr. again. This is episode 10 of uh, The Glory in Our Stories. I have the privilege of interviewing two um, pretty cool sisters. Uh, one of them is Miss Mona Bond. Hello. And her sister, Donna Bru- Fernandez. Fernandez. Donna Fernandez. Hello. Um, I'm just going to let them introduce themselves uh, just to get the overall view of this interview. Um, either one of you, whoever wants to go first, um, introduce yourself and pretty much tell about where you're from and little bits, bits and pieces of your childhood, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, this is Mona. Uh, I am the oldest of uh, the five siblings. Uh, Donna and I are the only two girls. <clears throat> I'm the beautiful one. <laughs> She's the older one. No. Uh, I have four children, biological children, all girls, and uh, married to my husband, John, and he has three children. So uh, together we're a pretty nice blended family. Anyway, my husband... It's African-American. And uh, so that, you know, uh, that has its stories. Hmm. But um, I'm retired military out of the Army, and I still continue to serve. I'm a civil servant. I've been doing the same job now for about 35 years. been doing the same thing. So uh, I would say I'm pretty good at it. I teach now um, at a uh, residency at uh, Fort Bragg with the uh, general dentist uh, program, master's program. Nice. But uh, go ahead. I am um, Donna, so Mona and I grew up as military brats. Yep. Um, Our father was um, U.S. Army, and um, so we grew up pretty much all over the world. So whenever people ask me, where are you from, Um, I have a hard time answering that. Um, I don't really um, have a home rec- home of record, if, if you may, in the States. Um, we spent a good portion of our childhood in the Philippines after my father retired. Um, so we all went to um, high school and a little bit of college there in the Philippines. So I was also um, active duty military. Um, I retired out of the reserves. Um, I am a nurse and I work in oncology now. Um, and so, um, I am married to a Caucasian man, um, and I have two boys, uh, so they're half Caucasian and half Asian, but they don't look half Asian. As a matter of fact, most people have a hard time figuring out what they are because their skin coloring is quite different, and even though they have, um, dark eyes and dark hair, they don't look Asian, and they don't look Caucasian, so... Uh, most people either um, mistake them for Hispanic or um, Mediterranean. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ms. Ms. Bond, it's funny she said that because with your daughters, first thing when I noticed when I met Adrian, I didn't exactly know what she was. Mm-hmm. I knew she was part black, mm-hmm. but as far as the other half, I wasn't certain. And it wasn't until we were at a, um, a gathering and we were having chicken and something else, and she was eating with her hands, and she was saying, this is what <laughs> us Filipinos do. Yeah. And I was like, 
Oh, so that's the other half. Yeah. And then I noticed the the eye, her mm-hmm. eyes, the slant in her eyes, and that's a characteristic that all your daughters have. Yeah. In a sense. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you say that because usually mm-hmm. the Asian trait is very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as far as your physicality. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's new to me to hear yeah. that. Yeah. Both my um, boys have um, very large eyes, very large mm-hmm. eyes. They're brown. Um, my oldest one, Aaron, his eyes are a little bit more on the hazel side um, than they are brown. And um, both of them have very thick eyebrows. So a lot of people have a very hard time figuring out what they are. Um, they carry my last name, my maiden name. Um, when I divorced, I took my maiden name back and um, their fathers really didn't want to have too much um, in their lives. So um, I changed their names to Fernandez as well. So that adds to the confusion as to what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, when we moved from Texas to Georgia, um, when they were new in school, the um, kids nicknamed them Taco and Paco because they thought that they were from Mexico. Yeah. And they're like, we're not Mexican, we're actually <laughs> Asian. So that's, it's kind of interesting, so. But um, Aaron now has more olive type skin. He just um, returned from Italy and he learned to speak um, Italian while he was there. And, and when we toured, he was actually getting us around and ordering and, and speaking Italian. And so I asked him, I said, do people think you're Italian? He goes, yeah, I get mistaken for being Italian. Mm-hmm. So, but he doesn't look Italian. So they just can't figure out what he is. Now, do you all, I'm not sure this is a phrase, but it, do you all consider yourselves Filipino-Americans or Filipino, period? That's funny because... Um, <clears throat> I just think of myself really as American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, because you can hear, we, we don't have an accent. We don't have yeah. a Filipino accent. Mm-hmm. Since we, we grew up uh, military brats and um, our mother tongue is English. Right. That was our first language. Yes. Was English. And actually we didn't pick up um, any of the Filipino or actually we, what we learned was Ilongo, which is the dialect from where my parents or from my mother, actually, when, mm-hmm. when they retired and we moved back to the Philippines, we didn't actually pick it up until we were preteen, teenagers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so you know, the way we grew up, I don't know, we just American, yeah. you know. Right. Um, it didn't come to me until later in life that you know, okay, oh yeah, well you know, I am. Asian American, mm-hmm. Filipino American, whatever, right. and, you know, you start hearing about the Phil Am Club and this, that, and the other. Um, so, yeah, I consider myself American first. Right. Period. American, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, speaking of appearances, <laughs> my kids, um, it's funny, I have four girls, um, three of them uh, have the curly hair, and mm-hmm. one of them has big, wavy, Big curls, I guess, a big, you know, wavy hair, and she looks more like me. Uh, however, it, it's funny because among the four of them, two of them are lighter skin than the other two, but two, of course, are lighter. And <laughs> as a matter of fact, Andrea, who is the third child, she is the fairest out of all of us. She's mm-hmm. even lighter skin than I am, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, 
her so hair is the most and, and yet her yeah. hair is has the tightest coil her hair is is the curliest I guess mm -hmm. you would say um, they you know uh, my oldest child has been and, and the oldest and the youngest child have been mistaken for Samoan mm -hmm. uh, or um, from Fiji or, or some mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. islands yeah. yeah some other Pacific Islanders um, Ariel has been because she has straighter hair, um, but she's she can get real dark in the sun. She's been mistaken for I don't know what all kinds you name it Hawaiian Hawaiian yeah. Mexican. <laughs> they they can't figure it out either, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I think her eyes are a little bit bigger too. Yeah, than, than um, the. The, the almond yeah. type eyes. They have almond eyes. eyes. Every, yeah. yeah, they've all got almond eyes. They're not, you know, none of us are really mm -mm. chinky, I would no. say. Now, we have a brother, uh, one of our brothers, Joe. He has more of the Chinese. Oh, God. It's like, where the heck did you come from? Because right. he is <laughs> chinky. His eyes are very, very slanted. Oh, um, interestingly, I, um, my husband and I did the um, ancestry DNA test. Mm -hmm. um, we always grew up believing because that's what we were told that we had a very strong um, Spanish background. Mm -hmm. um, the Philippines was a Spanish colony for many, many years, hundreds of years. Four hundred, yeah. And mm -hmm. um, that's how and we, so, we became Fernandez. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we always were told that we have Castilian blood. So when I did the ancestry DNA and I shared it with my siblings, I was like, we do not have any Castilian blood in us at all. We zero are more European. Zero. zero. We are more Chinese than we are Pacific Islander, mm -hmm. which was quite interesting because yeah. the Philippines is considered Pacific Islander. And so um, that Chinese gene came out and I was like, oh, wow, I knew we had some Chinese. I didn't. Yeah, yeah it was like 30%, almost 30%. Yeah. Um, interesting though, because remember our grandfather had the tall... Hook yes. nose. Hook nose mm -hmm. like a... And, you know, we always thought, oh, you know, he had the, the tall bridge nose and the, mm -hmm. you know, just old. Everybody <laughs> thought, you know, oh, yeah, you know, he's definitely got some, some Spanish. Some stuff. Spanish. No. 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 What we found out was that we have, uh, what is it considered? Eastern, Eastern Asian. Eastern Asian. Mm -hmm. Which is... Your Pakistan, mm -hmm. India, Bangladesh. Just a little sliver of it. <laughs> yeah, just just a little sliver of that. So we're like, oh, that's where that comes yeah. from. Mm -hmm. but we have zero, zero. European blood. Mm -hmm. And I joke around with my husband because he's a dark-skinned black man. I was like, yeah, you know what? I said, I have zero Caucasian blood. I said, but you probably have... Might have a sliver uh, of it. You got a lot more than I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we joke around about that. But um, yeah, my kids definitely because their father is very light-skinned and... Yeah, um, it's kind of obvious on 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 their side. That, yeah, but yeah, that that was pretty stinking interesting to find out. Yeah, that, that we, was. We don't have any, mm -mm. no, mm. any. I mean, zero, zero Spanish Spanish blood. That yeah. was interesting. Yeah, because we all, always thought we did. It was all Asian, East Asian. Heck, we even had what one percent Native American. Yeah, Mayan, like the in that you know that type of um, yeah blood Mayan or. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting, like way back, way back. Yeah, land bridges. And yeah, before the land bridges disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah.
Pacific Islander, all that stuff. So, so when did you all, when did y'all come to the States? Well, um, like my sister said, we grew up as military brats, so every three years we traveled. Mm -hmm. You know, it was uh, Germany, uh, the States, Japan. I was going to say, tell them where you were born. I was born in Okinawa, Japan. My brother, mm -hmm. my, me and my brother, uh, the two oldest. And then um, I was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado, when my parents were stationed there. And then... Um, Fort Carson, uh, the brother after me, Joseph, the one who looks more Chinese, mm -hmm. he was born in Germany, Heidelberg, Heidelberg Germany, and then the youngest, um, Mike, he was born in Manila when my father was working for the U.S. Embassy um, when he was stationed there in, um, in Manila, and so that's where the youngest um, child was born. So um, my mom... Um, oh, interesting, and then our, our brother Andy, um, the one right after Mona, he was married to an American Indian. Hmm. So we always joke around that, you know, in our family we don't discriminate, you know, we, we take black, red, white, and then our two younger brothers married um, Filipinas. So mm -hmm. my mom used to admire her, her um, pictures of her grandchildren because she said she has a rainbow of colors. Um, as far as her um, grandchildren ranging from dark to light. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Rainbow Coalition. Yeah, Rainbow Coalition, so, yeah. So, um, what were you about to say something? Oh, no, no, I said, she had a couple of purebreds in there. <laughs> <laughs> we're all nuts. <laughs> um, it's funny because there's something you said I was going to touch on and I totally forgot. So, oh, I would say this and then I'll touch based on what I was about to say. So is there, being a part of this military background, is it very, is it difficult for you to find some place and call it home? Or do you have that? Um, I think when I was still active duty and right after I left active duty, it was kind of, you know, you did get the heebie-jeebies about every three, four years, you know, it's like, ah, oh, it's time to move, you yeah, know, because yeah. it's, it's like, yeah. you get that itch, it's like, okay, I'm bored here, it's time to move, but, um kind of embrace that now that um, both my husband and I are retired from the military, you know, and, and we bought a house that, you know, we plan on um, settling down. Um, I'm hoping that it, you know, I don't get that itch because um, I'm uh, frankly tired of, of moving. I think it was more difficult for me, I don't know for you, Mona, um, growing up um, in the Philippines after having been exposed to um, in the States, um, I always felt kind of like an um, outsider, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah, I did too. Yeah, in the Philippines. Uh, it, it, the culture is different, um, the, the mentality is, is different, and so it was, it was hard for me, and um, I, I was very happy to come back to the States when I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, the same for me. Um, I think it was the hardest for me because I was the oldest. Um, as a matter of fact, when we when my dad retired and took us all back to the Philippines, I mean, I had a crying party when we left. We left Okinawa. My friends were at the airport. It reminds me of when Ariel, when we left uh, Washington. Uh, all my friends showed up. We were all crying and, you know, wanting me to stay. And, you know, I could stay at my friend's house, this, that, and the other. And so, you know, when we actually did get to the Philippines, I absolutely freaking refused. I was like, hell, no, I refused to fit in. <laughs> you know, everybody 
there at the time, the style was, you know, we went to a private school, so everybody wore the long, pleated blue uh, uniforms with the little Peter Pan collars. All the girls wore short bobby socks and, and Oxford, black Oxford shoes. Mm -hmm. uh, some had buckles and others, you know, had the laces, laces or but whatever. They were black leather shoes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I am not wearing those because in the States, in American kids, we like to wear knee socks. I'm wearing knee socks. This was the mid 70s, yes, no, this mind you. This was the mid 70s. And we're dating Don't tell them how long down there. <laughs> so I was like, I don't care. I'm wearing friggin' knee socks. And everybody was wearing, you know, the nice short little bob haircuts and, or whatever, you know. Uh, Mona had long. I had long ass hair. My hair was down <laughs> to my butt. Mm -hmm. And I didn't care. And what, as a matter of fact, one of my teachers, she used to tell me, she said, you know, you would be so pretty if you would just cut your hair. And I looked at her and I was like, I like my hair. Mm -hmm. I'm not cutting it. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I did get in trouble because I was, I just oh, she was a didn't want to fit in. And I, I kind of, you know, I kind of, you know, she was my sister. I mean, she was, you know, my, my idol, you know, growing up. She's um, four years older than me. <clears throat> but, um, <laughs> and so I was still in elementary school. Um, and I was oh. in the fourth grade. Yeah. In, in the Philippines, when you graduate, well, you actually graduate from elementary school. There is no middle school. When you finish elementary school, Sixth you go straight grade. to high school. Yes. It's grades one through six. And then you go straight to high school. So yes. actually missing two years of um, of school, but that's another topic. But um, I used to kind of fashion myself after my sister too. I wore the the knee socks and yeah. and um, I was in elementary school, so I had to wear um, the jumpers, you know, mm -hmm. for um, for as my uniform oh. and with the oh, little, yeah, yeah, with the yeah. little um, you could oh, wear a little yeah. Peter Pan um, blouse underneath. But I had the jumpers. But yeah, I'd wear the knee socks too. So, and my hair was long and scrappy, like a, yeah. like a hippie. Exactly, we had the, the hippie kind of hair. So. But eventually, you know, um, by the time senior year ro rolled around, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to cut my hair, you know. A little bit. You didn't cut it too much. I didn't cut it too much, you know. I, I finally did start wearing the short socks, but I was still uh, kind of rebellious. Um, and then, you know, with, with us being Americans, over there... Uh, when you are in your fourth year or your senior year of high school, you um, have to enroll, or they... Junior ROTC. Yeah, it's yes, like it's mandatory. It's mandatory that you have to do, like, their version of junior ROTC. Mm -hmm. But since we were American citizens, um, they weren't required to do it. Matter of fact, it was called Citizens Army Training, right. CAT. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because we weren't citizens of the Philippines, we didn't have to do that training. Yeah, and so, you know, I didn't. And uh, and I was kind of like being a snob, you know. I would snicker at it and whatever, and you know, and guys are so stupid, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and what did I do? I joined the army, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, it it was funny. Uh, teachers kind of used to give us hell, you know. Yeah. But our mother was a seamstress, and um, one of the projects in home ec was to, you could either do one or two things. I chose the bathrobe, to sew a bathrobe. Well, the, the fabric that my mom had given me was beautiful, pretty nice. Mm -hmm. um, and we had, she had bought it in Japan. Um, and she just had 
lots and lots of fabric. Well, she gave me this one. Well, my teacher kind of, you know, liked my fabric. Mm -hmm. And she was trying to get me to let Keep her it. have it. Yeah. And I told her no. You know, <laughs> like, no, ma'am. This, this, this is mine. Yeah. You know, nothing. You just can't have it. And she tried to replace it with something else. Yeah, or she tried to imply, you know, that she was going to fail me or whatever, whatever. I was telling her I had an attitude or whatever, which I probably might have. But, you know, when you're trying to take something that's it's mine and you're the teacher, you, you're not entitled to take my things. I kind of rearranged the back of the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she was, yeah. I was, she was, I, was a little, I was a little violent back then. A little. Huh. Well, I think that phase in my life has, you know, come and gone. I like to think. <laughs> the uh, the concept of being older. Now, was that because you were the oldest, being having that rebel like mentality? Because my sister, my older sister, had that, and I talked to someone else who was the oldest, mm -hmm. and they they did that as well. So did that come with that or that was that just the way that you were? I think because I was the oldest, I caught hell because mm -hmm. expectations. I, yeah. One, the expectation is high. Two, I'm the first one, so they don't know what the heck is going on. You know, your parents don't know really, you know, how to deal with it. <laughs> this is the first time this this is happening. Oh my god, what do I do? By the time they get down to, you know, the middle child or the, the younger ones, they figure like, okay, this is normal behavior, you know. And so I look back on it sometimes and I'm like, man, you got away with murder. What? Well, I did not. Yeah. Lies. Like if I would have done that, you know, I got, I mean, woo. Yeah, back then, you know, punishment was hell. Extension cords, you know. Oh, man. That yeah. was the worst. Oh, I have a story about this one. We were in Germany. We were kids. Me and Andy were doing something, my, my, the brother right after me, and we got in trouble. And uh, so parents were chasing us, and we ran into the bathroom. Well, this one here, my sister, she ran in the bathroom with us, and we locked the door. Three. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't do anything, but she ran in there with us because she took off running, and she took off in there with us. <laughs> so well, we closed the door, and we locked it, right? And here comes Dad. You know, open the door, and we're in there crying. Oh like, no! No one is speaking. Come on, open the door. You can't stand there all night. Open the door. Promise not to spank us. Okay, just open the door. Yeah, just open the door. So we finally open the door. I'm the tallest one, so I'm standing in the back. I have Andy in front of me. I grab him by the shoulders. <laughs> you know, and he's got Donna in front of him and he's grabbing her by the shoulders and we're just you using know, me as a shield using her as a shield and you know <laughs> moving and wherever he moved that's where we pointed her at you know shucking and jiving <laughs> yep shucking and jiving man I tell you when we were kids we were like, I don't know I mean we really grew up the military like we, seriously we grew up calling our bedroom our quarters mm -hmm. it, we would tell us like, go to your quarters go to your quarters mm -hmm. go to our quarters those are my quarters, my four walls. Yep. That that's how military our our growing up was, you yep. know. Hmm. And it was very strongly ingrained into you know us the 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 pride of yeah serving your country and so 
all five of us joined the army. Um, we have a, a family photo. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you have a copy of it, but um, I'll, I can share that with you. How all of us are in uniform except for mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's a. It's not the best photo. I wish we could have gotten a nice a better shot. One. Yeah, but. but we didn't have time. It was one of those. It was one of those rush deals. Yeah. How did your parents feel about you all entering the military? I think for, for the, the boys, it was um, not, I wouldn't say it was something that was expected, but it was not a surprise to either one of our parents mm -hmm. that the boys wanted to go in the military. Um, I think for, for mom, she had a harder time um, when Mona and I, you know, decided that we wanted to join the military as well. Um, Andy, the second brother, actually left for the military first, and then shortly after that, Mona left for basic training as well. And I think that was really hard on Mom. Um, of course, well, I wasn't there anymore. Yeah, you weren't there anymore. So um, it was hard on Mom. You know, it just, you know, she was a um, housewife. Um, she, she was a seamstress, and so she had, you know, little, little um, jobs that she did. She worked out of the house when she um, did any of these um, uh, projects for people that um, needed dresses. But she, she was a housewife, and so it was really hard, a very hard concept for my mom to wrap her head around for her daughters to be in the military. Um, once we were in the military and, and, you know, doing well, you know, obviously she was very proud of us, um, but it, it, I think it was tough for her, you know. It was, I don't know, I kind of grew up um, always knowing that I was going to go in the military eventually at some point in my life. So, really? Yeah. At, at one point, you know, when I was going to college, well, I was going to be a chemist. Ooh, yes, I was pursuing bios and chemistry <laughs> until, you know, we had to uh, experiment on frogs mm -hmm. and pithing frogs and, and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's where I drew the line. I was like, because I'm a huge animal lover, and we all of us, mm -hmm. all of us siblings are. I was like, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to torture a frog. I don't care if it's just a frog. I'm not. I'm not doing it. So, you know, when my brother, <laughs> actually my dad, sat him down because he was taking his tuition money. You know, dad was trying to teach us responsibility. Here's your tuition money. Go pay. Go pay. Go do what you got to do. Stand in line. You know. Mm -hmm. you know, register yourself for school, blah, blah, blah. Well, my brother was taking his tuition money and blowing it on his motorcycle. Wow. He would be at the university hanging out at the power plant with mm -hmm. his friends. He wasn't actually enrolled. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's where his tuition money was. So dad found out, sat him down, you know, didn't say anything to him, like, you know, um, most fathers would, you know, tear him a new one. But um, he's like... So, uh, you know, what are your plans for the next uh, school year or the next semester? You know, my brother's like, well, you know, I'll go to school. <laughs> he says, yeah, well, how are you going to pay for it? He says, well, you are, right? My dad was like, no. Yeah, so much. my brother was like, oh, you know, he just sat there. He goes, well, you get four choices. And my brother's like, yeah, yeah. He says, Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. Yeah, take the pick. And then he says, you got one of the four to pick from. He says, because we're going to go see the recruiter. Oh, wow. 
And I was like, hey, wait a minute, time out, time out. I'm the oldest, I'm supposed to leave the nest first. You know, this was my out, because I didn't want to torture frogs, so this was my out. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I, I get to leave first, I'm the oldest. You know, so dad was like, hey, mom, well, pay tuition for two kids, let's go. Exactly. So we went, so yeah, Andy and I um, went to the recruiter. Yeah, we went to the uh, recruiter, we uh, took the ASVAB together, we... Uh, Actually, you know, we're in the, the same group, the physical together. As a matter of fact, did I? Yeah, I passed out after they drew blood. Because I was like, what, 98 pounds? I was small. I was small. They, they took five vials of blood, and that's what half of me. So, you know, I, I passed out, and Andy was, you know, standing next to me. Oh, my gosh, how funny. I didn't All I remember, you know, is that he said, yeah, you know, you passed out, and they broke the... Uh, Ampule of ammonia. Yeah, that thing hit the top of my head. I, ugh, I thought, of, you know, top of my skull was gone. So I came to, you know, because you know they don't feed you breakfast before you do all of this. You yeah. know, they want you fasting, pure and clean, everything. So anyway, so we go, we go through the whole thing, and and he and I were the only two that were uh, uh, enlisting for the army. Oh, because it was an Air Force base. Yeah, it was an Air Force mm. base. It was a. Uh, Clark Air Force Base at the time. So he and I were the only two depping in to the Army. That's hilarious. Yeah, so he and I were the only two taking our oath right then and there. And then, doggone, he still left before me. Yeah, Three months before me. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Fort Jackson, mm -hmm. South Carolina, in the middle of the summer. When did you go? I went in the spring. I went to Fort uh, McClellan, Alabama. But it's no longer there. That base is closed now. No. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we, John and I still get funny looks sometimes, depending on you know where, where you go in the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You too? Yeah. Or they just, you know, they look at me and they just assume, you know, <coughs> that, you know, oh, he must have picked her up, you know, somewhere, some, some bar in Korea or some damn where, you know, until I open <laughs> my mouth and I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I was. I can't. Remember. We were down in Brunswick one time, and uh, these young guys came up, and you know, like, well, do you speak English? Mm-hmm. Like, well, oh yeah. I said, mm-hmm. I, I do speak English. You know, and they were looking at me like, whoa. I'm like, yeah, I've been speaking English longer than you've been alive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know, sometimes it's still funny to me. Do y'all still get the uh, stereotypical responses from Americans based off your ethnicity? Yes. Like people will come up to me and say, you know, what are you? Human? <laughs> Where are you from? I live in Lakewood? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, why don't you just say, you know, what is your ethnic background? You know, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're afraid to say it or they just don't know how to word it, you know, properly or whatever it's like I said are you asking about my ethnic background I said I'm Filipino oh, oh. well you don't have an accent I said I didn't know I was supposed to have an accent you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's just it's just interesting or um, like I said um, the beginning I, I, I'm a nurse and so when we have patients that come in that are it could be any type of Asian patient, Korean, Thai, Vietnamese, they will come get me to try to be the interpreter. And 
I'm like, I do not speak Korean. I do not speak Thai. I am Filipino. Oh, it's different? Very much so. <laughs> it's two different countries. Yeah. Oh. oh. Can you read? No, I can't read Korean either. It's, mm -hmm. it's just interesting that um, um, it doesn't really upset me. It just kind of, um, it, because I think I grew up so exposed to so many different cultures that it, it actually amazes me how many people um, have not been exposed to different um, cultures. So... But sometimes, you know, if I'm trying to be a smart ass, I'll, I'll sit there and go, from Lakewood, um, you know, I lived here for four years now. I mean, what are you, what are you asking me? You know, what do you mean, where are you from? Well, I had somebody ask me once, you know, how, how long have I been in, in country? Like, which time? I said, you know, been overseas yeah. a few times. Like, what, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Oh, you speak really good English. Thanks. Yeah. So do you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, it's funny sometimes. It, 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 I guess sometimes it, it, it annoys me if, they, if I perceive that their approach is um, other than true curiosity as to, you know, where, like, where are you from, you know, or, or yeah. you know, very casual. Um, oddly enough, it comes from um, the older generations that um, will still use inappropriate, um, you know, uh, um, language such as um, calling blacks colored or mm -hmm. calling Asians oriental. So you're oriental. No, I am not a rug. Um, <laughs> I am not a flavor of ramen. I am Asian. Oh, Asian. Okay. You know, and so... Um, so it, it it just kind of depends on you know what the approach is and what kind of conversation we're having at the time, if I'm going to give them a hard time or not. So oh you know. uh, yeah, well one time um, was, again a, a slightly older guy, but you know he was like, so did you meet your husband in in Olongapol? which is the city where Clark Air Force Base used to be, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so. Basically, he was just assuming that maybe I met my husband mm -hmm. as, you know, a, a bar girl or whatever. Yeah, a bar girl or something, yeah. I'm like, uh, no. No. And then, you know, sometimes it still freaks people out. They, you retired from the military? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, I was it's a soldier, yes. 22 yes. years. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, like... I don't know, where the heck was I supposed to come from? Yeah. I had an interesting encounter in um, Columbus, Georgia, when I was uh, stationed there. I had driven to um, Phoenix City, Alabama, just over the border, to go get something over there. I think I was going to a store over there. Um, I accidentally cut a gentleman off, and I waved my hand outside the, the window, you know, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, I'm not familiar with where I'm going. And um, I continued on to my destination, and he followed me. He tailgated me all the way to my destination. I pulled into the parking lot, and I saw him behind me, and I was like, oh, hell. 
He was driving a um, pickup truck, and I said, um, so he gets, I get out of my car, and you know, I'm a, like, I'm just going to ignore this guy. Did you exchange pleasantries? Oh, we exchanged pleasantries. <laughs> um, he got out, and um, he said, I said, can I help you? Because he, he was walking up to me. Did you not see me back there? I said, I did. I said, I am sorry. I said, I waved. I said, I did not mean to cut you off. I said, it, it, it's just, I'm... This is my first time driving in this city, and I wasn't quite sure where I was going. And then he starts spewing out obscenities and everything, and I'm like looking at him. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, you know, I, I waved at you. I did not mean to cut you off. And he proceeded to tell me that I needed to go back to my own country, where I came from. And uh, so then I, I lost my cool at that point, and I told him, I said that, you know, he needed to roll his redneck self back into his trailer. And um, I asked him, I said, did you serve 22 years in the military? I said, because I did. So for you to tell me that I need to go back to my own country, I am in my own country. So anyway, at that point, you know, um, people were starting to kind of mill around and everything, and he got back in his pickup truck and drove off but when he got to the end of the parking lot because I, I stood there watching him and he got to the end of the parking lot he, he didn't have enough he slid the back window of his pickup truck back open and spewed out a few more obscenities and you know and I'm, I'm already you know so angry at this point I'm like come on back come on back I had my hands up and everything I'm like come on back I said you're not done yet and so then he he drove off and then I went into the store and um got what I need. I couldn't even remember. I was so angry. I couldn't even remember what I was there for. And ended up buying like odds and ends and going home. So, you know, so that was a, one of my more interesting um, encounters with, uh, you know, racism, if you, if you will. Have you all ever experienced any backlash from your own community? Like I just recently found out there's a, uh, it was Arts in the Heart last year. And they mm -hmm. had a segment in the middle of the field where Filipinos were teaching us different dances and if you want to participate we would do that yeah. and um, I wonder because you're not I guess based off what society deems as being Filipino mm -hmm. you're not traditionally no. Filipino no. No. now have you ever received backlash from your own oh, um, yeah. culture oh yeah, yeah. yeah how would you handle that well how did you handle that like what what happened exactly you know again like when we went back to the philippines you know we were in school and whatnot and you know with us being american citizens and, and over there high school is taught in english mm -hmm. so that's mm -hmm. why most filipinos speak english broken as it may be sometimes and have a heavy accent they understand but they understand, they understand english perfectly because high school is taught in english, in english. and you know so, you know, whenever we're asked to read something or speak or whatever, you know, and we're speaking and got the American accent, you know. And, um, you know, sometimes people, you know, she thinks she's better than us. Yeah, yeah they, that, you know. you, we come off as being snooty. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, sometimes it would irritate the crap out of me, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, whatever. I just know that, you know what, you stay over there yeah. and I'll stay over here. I don't care. So, yeah, I kind of had my, yeah. Well, here I, I actually caught backlash from um, a Filipino lady. It was, as a matter of fact, it was one of mom's 
friend's friend. So it wasn't mom's friend. It was her friend's friend. We, uh, um, I had driven my, my parents to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania for them to meet up with some old um, friends that they were in the army with. And um, they had some other Filipinos at their house as well. And I had my two boys with me. I pro they were probably seven, eight, seven and nine at the time. And, um, you know, I'm speaking English to them because that's what they speak. And so this Filipino lady came up to me and she's like, why, don't, why haven't you taught your children to speak Tagalog? And why don't you speak to them in Tagalog? I said, because they speak English. Well, why haven't you taught them to speak Tagalog? I said, because they will never live in the Philippines. They are Americans. They were mm -hmm. born here. Um, and so they will likely, the percentage of them living in the Philippines is zero to none. I said, so, I said, besides, I said, you know, who are you to tell me what my children, what language my children should speak? Exactly. Well, you're Filipino. You should have taught them. I said, well, I should have done a lot of things. And I just kind of turned around and walked away, you know, um, because I, I probably could have went off on her, but, you know, she was my mom's friend's friend. So I was like, mm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, you know? I've, I've kind of had that thing too, yeah. you know, but my comeback was that, you know, because English is our mother tongue, mm -hmm. I said, and, you know, some people might have probably said the same thing, you know, to my parents, but again, I guess it was different because our parents were, they were the first ones to come to the States. Mm -hmm. And we're basically like the first generation mm -hmm. born here. Born here. And so for, for my parents, their thinking was, you know, and I guess for mom too. Mm -hmm. Dad spoke pretty good English, but for mom, in order for her to speak English well enough, she spoke it to us. Yeah. You know? So we didn't learn, like I said, we didn't learn the language until we were much older. Yeah. And... Um, you know, the, the kids, too, you know, my children are like, well, why didn't you teach us? I say, because I can't. Yeah. You know? I if, didn't, yeah, I didn't learn, I didn't grow up speaking that language already. It was, it was also a learned language for us, and I think it was easier for us to learn it because of, we were immersed in it, you know? Yeah, if you're not there and you're, you're not, not using there, it all yeah. the time, you'll lose it quick. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's an information that, you know, I, it'll come back yeah, to me. Yeah, it takes me a couple of days. Yeah, but even then, I'm still stumbling, and then everybody laughs at us. They're like, oh, you got an American accent, and you speak, you know. You, yeah, you speak in like, I do. I'm like, okay, you know. I'm like, okay. Because I have to think about what I'm saying first. Right, translate it in my head. And then, then try to spit it out, you know. Right. Sometimes it still comes out wrong, and they laugh at me. I'm like, oh, oh that sounds so funny, cause, or that sounds so cute, because you, you know, you, you messed it up a little bit, and it didn't come, quite come out right. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, well... So. Like I, that's you know, people used to ask me, well, well, do you think in, you know, because, you know, now I can speak or I can understand what the heck, you know, they're saying. Mm -hmm. It doesn't translate. My tongue doesn't go that way. Right. Down. But, you know, well, do you think in English or do you think in, no, I think in English. In I English. English. Have always. Have always. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I never asked dad that or mom. Yeah, I, I never did either. Yeah, and even when we were in the Philippines growing up, um, you know, we, when we finally picked up the language, we could speak it with everybody else, our cousins, our mm -hmm. friends, classmates, whatever. But when we got home, 
we spoke English we to each other. Yeah. And our younger brother, our youngest brother, who's, who lives there in the Philippines now with his family, um, he he's doing same. the same thing with his family that my, my parents did with us. Mm -hmm. Speak English at home. They speak English at home. Mm -hmm. And so, and they, they don't have... It's funny because um, when his wife, who's Filipina, Grace, when she speaks to the children in her native language, I can't remember what it's called, I think it's called Bisaya, mm -hmm. but when she speaks to them, they will answer in English. But they do understand. Mm -hmm. oh, they I'm do understand, and yeah. she understands. She speaks English as well, yeah. but she's got a in order, yeah, in order, yeah. yeah, she has a thick um, accent. In order to keep both languages flowing, mm -hmm. that's how they do. You know, my brother speaks um, to them in English, and they answer in English. And then when she speaks in Bisaya, they answer in English. That was kind of kind of like us too. Yeah, because you know sometimes mom, most of the time, mom would speak to us in English. Yeah, but, but when she was mad. Oh yeah, yeah, when she was mad, well, then it was Ilongo, and and we would answer in English, you know. So um, it was it was interesting. So yeah. going, I guess, to a slightly different direction, because uh, I wanted to touch base on this before uh, time ran out. Um, for those of you who are listening, we have a sub audience of three dogs. So sorry, and a, <laughs> and a quiet cat. But she is feisty. So um, the idea of not only marrying outside mm -hmm. of your culture, but having biracial children, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how was that experience for you? Um, our kids, I think, especially my sister and I, because we're you know, the only two girls and we're, we've always been close. And because we're mm -hmm. both in the medical field, being in the military, mm -hmm. um, our paths always crossed. Mm -hmm. And so um, our kids basically kind of grew up together, you know. Um, that's one thing about being a military brat. You don't grow up with your cousins. And mm -hmm. You yeah. wind up not having those childhood friends. But um, fortunately for us, our children know their, their cousins. cousins yes. You know, um, and so we, we made that a point to, to stay in each other's lives and, and, and whatnot. And... Um, they don't see color. Mm -mm. You know, my kids grew up, uh, I think Adrian was my oldest child. I can't remember when it was that somebody told her, oh, you know, when they finally saw me, they're like, oh, your mom's Asian. And she was like, no, she's just my mom. Yeah, she's you know, my she mom. Like, Wait a minute, what are you talking about? No, she's my mom. Asian, what are you talking about? And then, you know, to her, she didn't realize, you know, that... Yeah, that she was a Habsy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, okay, yeah, you all are a little different, but yeah, you're my mom. Um, as far as marrying out of our race, obviously, um, you know, parents always have an idea of who they think they, their children should marry. Mm -hmm. And so um, they were disappointed <laughs> when, when we did not marry Filipino men. Mm -hmm. um, Mona um, was the first obviously she's the older one, um, was the first to, to get married. And, and when she married a black man, that was very difficult for, um, for my parents. Not because they were racist, like mm -hmm. I said, but they have an idea in their head of who their children should marry. And um, when Mona married a black man, and at the time um, I was dating a Puerto Rican man, <laughs> my mom was... <laughs> 
she was not happy about that. And they were they were quite vocal about it, you know. Did you marry a nice Filipino man? And, you know, um, but after all said and done, um, Mona and I have uh, both been married more than once. And so um, I'm still remarried to a Caucasian man and Mona's remarried to a black man. And so, you know, it just, it, it, it is what it is, and eventually they, you know, accepted that. And, and like I said, my, my mom was very proud of her rainbow of, of grandchildren. Yeah, I think when mm -hmm. the grandkids arrived... Um, it's like that all went... Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially because I took my oldest back home to the Philippines. I took her back to the Philippines because I had applied for OCS. I thought I was going to be an officer. Mm -hmm. And so in preparation for that, I went ahead and, and took my daughter back home to my uh, parents, and I left her there for about a year. And they spoiled the garbage out of this little girl, okay? Her every whim was their pleasure. When I finally went home to go get her, um, that was hard. That was hard. <laughs> she was rotten. She was very attached to my parents, especially my father. And... Um, at the time, there was some, some messiness going on, and I couldn't even leave the base. Mm, um, that's right. I flew into, uh, I think it was Subic. Subic, Subic yeah. Bay. It was a naval base. Um, and she wasn't allowed I, to leave. Yeah, I wasn't allowed. I, I was granted entry into the country, but the commander of the base would not allow me to leave the post, the po the the base, because uh, you know, I, you know, I, I there's some argue, political yeah. upheaval. I was like, but I, you know, I look like a local. I can pass. You know, I'm, I like, like nope, nope, I'm not taking that responsibility. You know, the, the agreement was, I will allow you into the country, but you can't leave the base. I can't take that responsibility. So okay, so my parents brought brought uh, my daughter to me, Adrian. She was about just over two at the time. She celebrated her second birthday in the Philippines, and. Uh, they left after she, you know, we spent a couple of days together so that we could get reacquainted. She knew who I was. She was always you know, looking at me sideways like, okay, I recognize her, but I only recognize her from pictures. And, you know, so she, you know, would smile at me and, you know, let me hold her and stuff like that. But she would still run back and, you know, hug on my, my parents. So I was like, oh boy, this is going to be tough. So, you know, they finally left when she was taking a nap on the day that they were leaving. And my mother was, oh my God, my dad had to kind of like pry her fingers off of my daughter's foot because she didn't want to let her go. And um, and then when she woke up, oh my gosh, she was looking for my parents. She sat there and cried and she was gnashing her teeth and grinding her hands and just screaming for my father. She's bawling and crying. I'm crying. I'm apologizing to her. I'll never leave you again. <laughs> so, you know, trying to get her to forgive me and whatever. And, you know, so we finally made up and we went, let's go for a walk. You know, so we went for a walk by the water. We were throwing rocks in the water and everything. So we became friends again and that was that. <laughs> but this poor thing, I had to leave her again. That's <laughs> why so oh. I did leave her again. When I had to go to Japan, I couldn't take her because she's a diabetic. So, you know, um, left her in my sister's care in Washington. But that was still cool because she still got to come visit Japan. Yeah. So, you know, 
Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, but you know, talking again about parents' expectations, mm -hmm. mom again because I was the oldest, she already had it in her head that I was going to nursing school. Okay, oh, you're going to be a nurse. Typical. <laughs> this is <laughs> honestly this is the typical Philippine. Asian thing with parents that they they already know you're going to be you know if your father's a doctor you're going to be a doctor and you're going to follow the family it's a family tradition. Well, mom already had, had it mapped out. She was already buying all these white bed sheets, thinking that, you know, we had to have our own whatever. Sheets, mm -hmm. white stockings, mm -hmm. okay? <laughs> I wasn't even out of high school. She had purchased all these white stockings because she just knew I was going to be a nurse, wear a white uniform, wear the mm -hmm. white stockings and whatnot. And then even before that, I had she had expectations for me that I was going to learn how to play dog on piano. Purchased mm -hmm. a piano, forced mm -hmm. me to go to piano lessons. I, to this day, I can't read music. I can't. I'm not the musical I tried. one. I tried to put the, yeah, I went to piano lessons. I memorized well. my pieces whenever we did the recital thing. I memorized them. <laughs> that was it. Did, did absolutely, I just memorized where the heck my fingers were going. But you asked me to read music, I can't okay. read it. I can tell you, okay, yeah, that's a note. That's a G clef, that's a C clef. But, like, where the notes are on the, the scale, mm -hmm. yeah. no. Mm -mm. Like, some people can read it and hear the music in there. I can't. Mm -mm, no. Dot dot tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No. Open dot. Mm -hmm. With a tail. Without a tail. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't do it. So, you know, she gave up on that. Yeah. Um, did she force anybody else? I went I went to um, piano, piano lessons for, yeah, a little while. for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. None of us. No. 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 Didn't work out. So, yeah, her little dream died there. But you went to nursing school. So I did. Mm -hmm. I did. I went to nursing school. Yeah. So you were the golden child. <laughs> Not so much. I was the <laughs> rebel. You were the rebel. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was the rebel. So the uh, I'll ask you maybe two more questions. This sure. will be the one before. Um, the I well when your when your mom passed, it was like a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. How was that? Not just for you all, but for the entire family dynamic. Oh, oh, oh! That was so difficult. She was the matriarch mm -hmm. of the family. She, she really, really was, and it was, it was extremely hard, especially um, since she, she had dementia for ten years before she passed away, and and it was difficult because she lived in the Philippines, and none of us um, lived in the Philippines. Well, my brother did, but. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I'll always carry some kind of guilt for not being able to be there for my mom um, before she passed, to be able to take care of her and, and, and to actually be there when she passed. So um, it was a huge, huge um, loss for our family when, when she died. Yeah, I think a lot, uh, a lot was kept from us. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know the scope of what was really going on and not to put all of our family business out there um things got very ugly yes. once the truth started coming out about um coming out about some of the things that were going on mm -hmm. um family secrets you know things come out when when somebody passes away yeah and a lot of family secrets came out that were extremely painful for us that we're still dealing with so yeah. very ugly very ugly um and it, it it's really ripped our family to shreds. Yeah. I think as siblings we we've gotten closer. Yeah. But unfortunately it has estranged us from 
our father, yeah. who is currently still living in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, and the death of our mother, uh, and because of all these other secrets, it brought out some of the deepest, most intense feelings I have ever felt in my life. Yes. It took me down to a point where I was one iota away from murder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it took me that deep and the, the, the depth of that hate is, I don't want to go there again. It, it was not a good feeling. It really was not a good feeling. Uh, and I'm scared because I know yeah, I can go there. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I'm scared I, I because right I, feel, I, I, can, I feel that capacity to be able to cause somebody else harm because of, of how they have ripped my family apart. Yeah, I, I, I'm, so, I, I am. It is. I'm, I'm willing here right now to admit that I am capable of murder. I really am. Because I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've been there. So, you know, to understand, you know, that, that feeling of... Um, extreme emotional distress, mm -hmm. you know, when you, yeah, it's, it's real. real. It is mm -hmm. real. Yeah. And it's scary. It is. I don't, I really don't want to go there again. Now, as far as, and I guess I'll make this, what's the, you all's interaction with each other? I tell Adrian all the time, it reminds me of my mom and her sister. Mm -hmm. They um, actually, their mom passed um, when they were very small, I think it was ten of them. I think maybe eight or not ten of them. So once the mom passed, they had to be split up. Oh. So the kids and my mom hadn't seen her sister for like ten years. Mm -hmm. So when she saw her, she felt like she was looking in the mirror because they looked very much alike. Really? And whenever they're together, it's it's like two peas in a pod. I like guess it's, it's like they've known each other like their whole entire yeah. lives. Right. And that's very rare to have in a family dynamic because it's always something that's... It's easier to be friends with associates and other people than it is with your own blood. Mm -hmm. And to see that between you two, it always, personally, it warms me mm -hmm. because I'm used to seeing that with my mom and her sisters. Yeah. So did this... Has it, you all's relationship always been this way or did it get stronger throughout you all's I think it's it, when we yeah. became adults. Adults, yeah, teenagers. We used to fight like oh cats and dogs. Yeah, I used to try to kill her because she would steal my clothes, and steal her stuff, her like, makeup, yeah. her clothes, her shoes. I'm like, where's my stuff? You know, I'd stretch her I shoes out. I wanted to out. wear this. Th yeah, because she's got bigger feet than me. But you know, um, I, I, I think we've always been close, but got closer as adults. As when we started having children, I think that's when we really um, became very close. Mm -hmm. And, and not only that, you know, because, you know, then we've both, you know, been divorced and remarried and whatnot. And, and during the times that we've uh, gone through, you know, difficult times, mm -hmm. uh, we always leaned on each other. Mm -hmm. We've always been there for each other. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, not that girlfriends and whatnot, but it's different when you, uh, I guess, lean on your, your, your sibling, mm -hmm. you know, so... Um, even though we are different, mm -hmm. um, you know, in some of our tastes and whatnot, obviously in men, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, our other interests and everything, we... we very similar. Yeah, very yeah. similar. So, you know, we are sisters, but we're also friends, which, mm -hmm. you know, you can't always say that. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. And I genuinely like her. I do. I like her most of the time. No, <laughs> no I, I so, do. You know, I, I like I like being around my sister. I, yeah. you know, I love her. She's my sister. But I like, like she said, I genuinely like my sister. Yeah, we genuinely enjoy each other's company. Mm -hmm. So, you know. and I can say the same thing about my spouse too. Sometimes I hate him. I can't. Mm, but I I, but in general, I enjoy his company. You know, he's my friend also. Yes. Besides, you know, being my husband or whatever. Your friend that doesn't mind eating ice cream, basically. Well, yeah, yeah. Or any other. <laughs> he always of... encourages. He says, "Well, come on," because I'm <laughs> lactose intolerant. So, you know, he, he encourages it because then he says, "You know, you want to start a war? Let's go." <laughs> Let's go. Um, well, I guess I'll make this one last question. Um, I'm learning this now that I'm in my, my sisters and I in our 30s. My next the oldest sister is a middle child. She still calls me little brother. Mm -hmm. And for a while I realized I'm like, I'm only two years younger than you. Mm -hmm. And like my oldest sister, she's always referred to me as a little brother. Mm -hmm. But we're only four years apart. Mm -hmm. But I realize the experiences that the oldest and the youngest go through are completely different, yeah. despite the, the, the number of years. Mm -hmm. So now that you all are older, do you, do you sometimes still look at her as your, as your younger sister? Or are you able to say, she's my younger sister, but she's also no, my just daughter? just my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's odd because you would ask that because our, our two younger brothers, Mike and Joe... Mike is actually the baby brother, but Joe has always been treated as the youngest. He he was always he's the picky eater, he's the fussiest, he was the, you know, crybaby. He was the one who always got picked on in the family. And so he he was always treated as the baby brother. And he lives in Washington, um, not far from where I live now, and and I refer to him as baby bro. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's funny. Yeah, that's the funny thing too because when when they were they the two youngest boys went to basic training together. Yes. And again, Joe is weaker than Mike physically, mm -hmm. physically, and and stuff like that. And he's and Mike is more coordinated and, and things. Yes. Joe is just I don't know. He always needs that extra help. Yes. For whatever reason, it he's very smart. Very smart. smart. Oh my god. Smart. Smart. I mean, just a walking Google, if you will. <laughs> but um, physically, he's smaller, um, and um, has always, like my sister said, required more help. You know, he going through basic training. The younger brother was dragging the older brother through basic training obstacle through the courses obstacle courses and, and, and that kind of thing. You know, he's always been the um the the runt of the of the yeah. family. Yeah, he was the runt. You know, yeah. he was the runt. So yeah. So I always I'm very protect I'm very protective of, of my brother and my husband makes fun of him, you know, like leave my brother alone. <laughs> so, you know. But as far as my relationship with my sister, I you know, I tease her and I always introduce her as my older sister, but <laughs> But I don't. But I think you know, for the most part, we're just it's just sisters. All, yeah, it's all joking and whatever. Yeah. But but I'm shorter than she is, so sometimes people you know assume that assume I'm the older. She's sister. older because she's taller than I am. But I get that with my sisters, and they always look at a picture of the two, and they're like, oh, because um, Natalie's the middle child, Tasha's mm -hmm. the oldest, 
and they always mistake Natalie for the oldest. Mm -hmm. And um, they said, oh, she's, I said, yeah. I said, oh, so she's the oldest. I said, yeah. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. So um, I just, it always pleases me to see um, two sisters, because I just, and I tell Adrian all the time, I, I grew up with nothing but women. Yeah. So another, it's, that's nothing, yeah. it, that, it pleases me to see that. Because yeah. my sisters actually, um, I know they don't mind me telling, they only got into one fight. And that really hurt mama's feelings. It was, uh, they were folding clothes. I wasn't there and I was shocked. Like, when did this happen? Because they're very, just like you two, very strong-willed girls. And to see that, I would have paid to see that. Even though they were, <laughs> even though they were younger. Yeah. Because there is like two female brick walls. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how did that, and now that they're older, they agree to disagree. They don't argue, they don't fuss. One says, I like blue. No one says, I see red. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they leave it at that. Yeah. But um, they're very much alike, but yet different. Mm -hmm. So um, I always admire how they are now because they're older, but they still have that, um, the uh, desire to ask each other, what do you think of this? Mm -hmm. Or how did you handle this when you did that? Yeah. So it's that constant interaction and, and living and with you all as being married, having your own families and having history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was hoping that you probably could, could say that now that your your mom is gone, it doesn't mean that you all's history is severed. No. It's like you both still have access to um, your ancestry and what came before you mm -hmm. and the foundation that was already created yes. even before you all were made. Exactly. So, um, and I, I admire the fact that most people that I run to that are in the military, they're about, a lot more open-minded. Yes, and um, I think so too. you've been uh, exposed to so many things, and the beautiful thing that I loved. Uh, for those of you who are listen listening, if you don't know already, Miss uh, Mona Bond is Adrian Fernandez's Fernandez mom. Um, Adrian Fernandez, also known as Songbird, uh, locally. So, uh, and it's funny you said that about you being her mom, because when I came over to see the video that Danielle did, mm -hmm. I met you for the first time. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you had your your hair was cut shorter. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I was like, my mom said, like, "Who's that?" I was like, oh, "That's her mom." <laughs> <laughs> because because she's a lot darker than you, yeah, and I was yeah. like, "So wow!" And even to this day, it still amazes me. Yeah. Because I've seen pictures of her dad and I see I yeah. see the eyes, yeah. I see the nose. Yeah. But then the other moments where I see the same characteristics in you. Yeah. So the the idea of genetics it just Yeah. It, it is boggles it's crazy. Me. Because, so. you know, I, I can see you know, their father's mannerisms and some of the things that they do and even though he you know, he wasn't in alive for, you know, many, many, many years or whatever, it's it, it is weird how genetics genetic work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and she has his laugh. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, what? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but yeah, a lot of people freak out when they, you know. Well, it's like when when you know I had Ariel after uh, Adrian was born. <laughs> I mean, Adrian, when we were, you know, she came to the hospital to see me after I had the baby, and then you know, when then we brought Ariel home. You know, and she just kept saying, Mommy, you know, just this, there's something wrong with the baby. I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, well, you're, I'm brown, you're light brown, 
but she's white. And because she was, Ariel was very, very fair when yeah. she was born. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, do you want to take her back to the hospital with a different baby? And she thought about it, you know, she was four at the time. She said, well, no, no. she's my sister. I love her. We'll keep her. Oh, okay. Okay. It's okay, you know. Because at the time we were in Texas, and, you know, the sun in Texas is fierce. Mm -hmm. So I can get very dark. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so when, when Ariel was born, she was very, very light skinned. And, yeah. yeah, and Adrian has, you know, she can get very dark too, so. Oh, well, yeah, and then going back to the, the skin tones and whatnot, my sister is, is fair complected. She gets more of the Chinese blood. Mm -hmm. She's she drinks alcohol. She turns red, beet red. She can't tan really. She just turns beet red. She'll burn. Me on the other hand, I can turn like I get dark like the bottom of a shoe. I get dark. Mm -hmm. I get very dark, and it's hard for my skin to burn. Mm -hmm. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, over in the Philippines, you know, again, you know, growing up, the the whole value system and what's you know, and, and the culture and everything. Um, you know, she was considered very uh, desirable because she was fair skinned. skinned. Yeah. And I was yeah. darker. Right. Me, and, me and Joe, yeah. my brother that has the more Chinese eyes, he's very light skinned as well. So we're the two light skinned ones, and then you guys are the brown ones. Yeah, we're the brown ones. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I wanted to thank you both for your time. And this was fun. Yes. I was, uh, for those of you who are listening, I was going to initially interview Miss Bond. She said, well, why don't you interview me and my sister? That would be uh, kind of fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> after uh, seeing the interaction between them, I, I couldn't pass up the opportunity. So, yeah. I want to thank you both for um, you. being candid. And um, for those of you who are listening, I'll be posting this. Uh, this will be episode 10. Remember, next Saturday, I'm posting episode 9. And then after that, I'll be posting this episode. If you all have any questions, just hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you all have my information. Again, this is episode 10 of The Glory in Our Stories.